And welcome to the podcast. I am Ross. <laughs> I'm Phil, and this is Ross and Phil Talk Movies. Yes, there are still movies happening, um, apparently. Uh, and today we are going to look back at our favourite, our best and our worst, our tops and our bottoms of 2020 so far. Or, or what's come out in 2020 so far, which, you know... <laughs> Not a great I mean, deal since the last time we spoke, really. I, I don't know, though. I've suddenly got, like, proper lists and things. Not quite full lists, but nearly. Like, you Yeah, know. I mean, it, it, it's definitely getting there. I've I found solace in um, in films that, like, I should have seen but haven't, or little independent gems, which no doubt we will talk about shortly. But, Ross, Ooh. as we, uh, as we uh, record this, Vengeance is due out on Monday. As we release this, Vengeance would have been out two days ago. Um, the Ooh. podcast special with your excellent cast and cast was cast and crew it was just cast really cast and um, some cast yes who yes. which i loved doing a few weeks back that came out on monday the same day as the film um, what a lovely bunch they were to interview yeah i was really chuffed about that it was such a it was such a, uh, a fun experience and it was lovely because we were doing it uh like as a, as a group thing like it was really lovely to actually see them all again in like in one i mean obviously there were many missing as well but but it was lovely to see those guys all together in the same place talking about it so yeah that was yeah, really lovely. They're a right ugly bunch though your cast aren't they i, I mean, know i know i know we have to not... cgi corrections and stuff <laughs> that is not true they are a beautiful gorgeous cast and very 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 knowledgeable on films mm-hmm. uh which was good because I, I i didn't make any effort to do anything but our normal podcast really um <laughs> i think that worked out really well though i think yeah it was good better. yeah it was good. It was a good format because yeah, they were they were they were good peeps. But um, yeah, no, excellent. Uh, and I, I I got to got to um chat to one of my childhood heroes, which was a bit weird. Oh. Like you know, I was a massive Gladiators fan back in the day. Yeah, Mark's awesome. Mark Griffin yeah. is awesome. Yeah, he's lovely. He really was, really was. And uh, he got he he one of the films he'd been his last film he watched was Primal Fear, which I watched this week as well. So um, such a good film. It's so good that. So let's just uh, let's let's start as we always start um, by talking about the last films we watched, uh, old and new. Um, Ross, what's the last films you've watched? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so, so <laughs> we do it every week. Enough. It shouldn't be unexpected. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, 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 what? So, what? so, so the most recent film I've watched, which was the last film I watched, which is a recent film, uh, was literally released yesterday. It's called The Old Guard, starring Charlize Theron. Ah, the old guard. She's not that old. She's not that old. That was a bit, a bit insulting on her part. What do we think? Um, well, I mean, I have mixed opinions, but I really liked the beginning and the end a lot. And then in the middle, I was, uh, well, we were both somewhat lost. Um, but it does pull it round. Unlike a lot of films, it, it, uh, the old guard really does pull it round in the last act to really enjoy. It. And and uh, all being well, the sequels is good. Okay. Um, so, I. Obviously, I have this kind of hit and miss thing with these Netflix originals. Um, I wasn't. I mean, I, I I like I like some of the some of the extraction. I didn't like most of it. I didn't mm. love most of it. Uh, I know I'm a very much a dissenting view on that one, but uh, I don't know. I I'm, I've never been a great fan where where people just walk down a bridge and just kill a hundred people, and it's like it was like watching someone play Call of Duty for me. Right. So, is the old guard similar to that? Um, I mean, I preferred Extraction overall. Uh, but I, it's, not, it's not similar. They are, diff- they are different animals, sort of thing. Okay, cool. Uh, so last, well, the last new film I saw was mm. not actually that new, but it's from 2015. Yeah. Uh, and it's a film called Hidden. Oh, yes, I saw you post about this. Yeah, so it's by the Duffer Brothers, who then went on to create a, a TV show that I don't think many people have heard of. Um, oh, what's it called? Stranger something or other? You mean that television phenomenon? Yeah, you know, that, that thing with the kids and the, and the thing. Um, but yeah, so The Hidden, uh, or sorry, Hidden, is the Duffer Brothers' uh, first film, I think, and um, stars Alexander Skarsgård. It stars... Um, Andrea Riseborough um, and 
and and a very impressive uh, young lady whose name I cannot remember for the life of me. And that's pretty much it for the whole film. And I'm not going to give anything away because I really do recommend people see this film. Um, it's a cracking little kind of look. It's not the best film for for the apocalypse because the whole plot is that like it's a family of three in an air raid shelter whilst you know the world has gone to shit above them. So right. you know if you're feeling a little bit claustrophobic from being indoors uh, in lockdown, uh, not that anyone is anymore. Um, then, you know, possibly not the best film to watch, but it's a really good film, really tense, really scary, and it kind of, yeah, freaked me out, and it's got a fantastic ending, really great ending. It sticks the landing. Oh, I see. Is it um, comparable to things like 10 Cloverfield Lane, for example? Yeah, it's got that, it's it's smaller budgeted, um, but it's definitely got that 10 Cloverfield Lane vibe about it. Sounds good, I'll check that out. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I I just came about because I, di- I didn't realise I'd made a film and like it came up on a list of kind of top apocalypse movies and, you know, nothing's better to watch in the apocalypse than the apocalypse movies. Right, yes. Uh, so, older film, Ross. What's the last older film you watched? Well, on the same day yesterday, uh, so to speak, we watched, Jenny and I watched uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen again, which I love. She does too. It's, I just think it's really good. I don't understand. It's somewhat maligned, that film. Um we're talking this Sean Connery one, right? Sean Connery one. I mean, no, obviously all about those tensions between Connery and Stephen Norrington and you know, all that stuff. But it's a beautifully made film, you know. Like, it really looks good still. And most of the effects, most, not all, most of them hold up today. I like, just, it, it I find it hard to watch just knowing it was the last film that, that, that it basically was a film that basically retired Sean Connery. And yeah. That's a sad I, thing I, for me I, to I, retire I, out on that. I can see that, but at the same time, I think he's really good at it. So it's like, go out on a high. I don't, I don't know. I just. Uh... So what country is he pretending to be from in this film? Oh, I don't think. Well, he's Alan Quatermain, isn't he? So in theory, he's supposed to be British, I suppose. But I, I really like it. I think it works really well as an adaptation. Uh, the, the Tom Sawyer thing, which really bugged me when I first saw it, because it's like we've got to stick an American in there. Um, it. The thing is, it does work for the film. It's just. I remember at the time kind of going, well, why do you need this? You've got Sean Connery. It's not like you had no names in it, if you see yeah, what I mean. Like, yeah. Um, I just, so I never really understood the need for it, except for, of course, it makes it more American and all of that stuff. Yeah. And I, but, but I've got to say, if you just take the film on its own merits, I think it's a, a rip roaring adventure. I, I'm going to really be honest enjoyable. with you and say that I probably will never ever watch it again, but okay. Uh- <laughs> That's fair enough. But it I, I don't have the fondest of memories of that film. Um, but hey, maybe I'm wrong, right? Uh, sh- you know, shit does happen, and uh, you know, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's funny, like like you talk about um, Connery and the issues with with Norrington. It's it, this week, um, you know, there's been some real shit starting to come out about um, the the set of Justice League and everything that was going on on there, and it it, it seems like you know, Josh Whedon, who's someone that we both you know, a lot of time for in the past. Mm. You know, the more I hear about this guy, the less I'm actually liking him as a person. Oh, I haven't heard anything about it. Uh, uh, Ray Fisher's basically come out and said that, yeah, he treated, he wasn't very nice to people on set and he's under an NDA, he can't say anymore. And then there's loads of other stuff that's come out about kind of like, basically he was just spent his time on set rubbishing Zack Snyder and everything that was shot beforehand. Right. Yeah. And it's like, and then obviously there's other issues that he's had previously as well. And I'm just like, hmm. You know, it's a bit of a fall from grace for me with with, yeah, with him. I mean, I, I suppose it doesn't have true it is, though. We don't really know. I, a lot of people have come out. Mm, okay. This isn't like one actor. This is like a lot of the cast. Um, look, you know, I'm not going to get into the whole cancel culture thing. Fuck it. You know, I mean, to be fair, we should probably cancel Justice League anyway, just because it was shit. Yeah, I, I still don't understand this this rabid curious. This is going to turn from rabid curious, the Snyder Cut thing. It's going to turn from like rabid curiosity like fan madness but it's like almost like a mainstream fan madness yeah and when it when it gets released on hbo max that fan madness and rapidity is just gonna be oh okay like it can't possibly it can't like i'm I'm not trying to be too predictive of this can you honestly imagine that people go it's just the most amazing thing like it was so worth it because it was worth spending 30 million dollars on and we get to watch it on our tv at home and like, and, look, there's a black Superman suit. Who cares? But let's be honest, he didn't reshoot all of the film. A lot of what was left 
that's Wolf what I mean. Snyder shot. That's so, what I mean. So I don't understand like, why people think it's they think it's going to be like it's a it's very just, odd thing to 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 be so yeah uh, like passionate's the wrong word because passionate would be positive. Like it's well, a very it's, strange thing to be. The the interesting so thing with geek culture, right, is. Geeks have this, 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 and I, I'm a geek, uh, you know, uh, geeks yeah. have this wonderful thing of being able to stand up and go, yeah, we want this, we want this more, we want the Serenity movie, right. we want the Firefly yeah. movie, yeah. and we gave them the Firefly movie, and then no one went to see it, and, and that, that was it. I know, that, I know. It's like, know. it's like, we want the Snyder Cut, and the moment the Snyder Cut comes out, everyone will be it like, oh, well, actually, the other version's not, better. The moment the Snyder Cut comes out, it won't matter. No. It's a bit like um. It's a thirty million like, pound poster, isn't it? It's a thirty million pound poster. Well, for well, HBO it's Max. A, it, well, I was going to say it's a, an HBO Max promotion, and and also, it should be said it's it will work. There'll be people. There'll be so yeah. Many people, yeah there, there will be people who do it. So fair enough. Like the marketing worked, <clears throat> but you do just wonder what is going on. Like the moment something happens that people are going on about, it just dies. Yeah. It doesn't kind of like live on. It just dies. Done. Uh, so next oldest film I saw obviously Primal Fear I mentioned that Mm. about five years ago Uh, great film great ending still Um, and uh, nothing beats seeing a smug Richard Gere get his comeuppance I know it's such a strange yeah happens in arbitrage as well which is very good yeah Um, yeah I like arbitrage yeah, I didn't understand um, a word of it, but I loved it. I quite liked all that. <laughs> it's like a, I think I said it was like a Japanese film with Richard Gere in it, even though it's not a Japanese I think, film. Um, I think, sorry, it's not my headphones down my ear. Um, I think I think people should watch Arbitrage in a uh, kind of a, a back-to-back with margin call. Oh, and yeah, then, that would work quite well, actually. That would actually yeah, genuinely be it's, quite It's a pretty decent back-to-back. Quite, quite grim as well. It's all. But then you probably need to go to a Wolf of Wall Street just to have the... The kind of no, <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't yes, do it. That. It's a fucking brilliant film. Actually, I lie. I've totally lied. Uh, Primal Fear was not the last film I saw. Oh. Um, older film is actually Social Network. Oh yes, yes. I, I remember liking it. I've never seen it. Oh yet. my god, it is. I remember liking it. It is fucking brilliant. It genuinely is. So I gave it my best film of 2010, right. and I stand by the fact it is still one of that decade's best films it from everything from and you know i am a complete shill when it comes to um aaron sorkin right like of course yes alan 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 you know alan, alan yeah the guy alan. i really admire can't even alan, get his fucking name is right it, is it aaron mamet or david sorkin or whatever yeah, it's one of the two isn't it um yeah. um but you know i i'm a, such a sorkin fan and i'm such a fincher fan uh, you know, heralding Alien 3 as the classic film that no one else agrees that it is. <laughs> um, and the director's cut is fan. Well, the, the, it, not- well, the director's cut is so much better. Like, all the notes for the director's version. I love both. Version. I love but both I think versions. The director's notes version is better, though. It is better. Oh, yeah. Much, it's much, much better. Film. It makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but anyway, uh, but so I love, I love him. I, I love the fact that. This was Jesse Eisenberg before Jesse Eisenberg did this in every single film he ever does. Yes, after. this is pre pre Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah, totally. It it the music by Trent by Trent Reznor is yeah. fucking phenomenal. It's yeah. just the editing, the 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 the, the store, the fact he makes a film about the one most unlikable people on the planet. Yeah, surrounded by some of the most unlikable people on the planet about a load of people sat in a room talking about how unlikable everyone is. Yes. And makes it that interesting. Mm. My God. It's brilliant. And it's quite a good, it's quite, if I remember, it's quite a sombre, in a good way, like a sombre tone as well. Yeah, really sombre tone, right? Like no one comes out of that film well. People either get fucked over or... Or just come out of it as a complete knob. And Justin Timberlake is fantastic in it as well. He's very, he's very good in it. Yeah. Very yeah, good. playing um the guy that invented Napster, uh, Sean and Parker. It's... And of course, Army Hammer playing with dual roles. And the first time I saw that film, I genuinely thought they were twins. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't have surprised me to know they were twins. So that, yeah, even yeah. even now on a forty nine inch four K TV, watching a shitty um Netflix stream version of it, mm. you know the the effects. 
the effects are just flawless. That I mean, that's the best form of CGI, right? Where you you, you just, you just like, don't know. Yeah, you just don't just know. don't know. So look, I, I I absolutely adore that film. I still think it's one of the best films of the decade. Um, I still think David Fincher is one of the best directors working out there, and I think every movie should be scored by Trent Reznor because <laughs> the guy is a fucking genius. I mean, he also put together my favourite soundtrack album of all time, which is the um, Natural Born Killer soundtrack album. Oh yeah. yeah. Which you know is arguably better than the film, but uh, it's, anyway. quite, it's quite hard, it's quite hard to watch that film these days. I tried a couple of years ago. It doesn't hold to... up. It doesn't hold up very well. It's it's very much of its time. Natural Born Killers. Yeah, no, no. It feels like it feels like a student edited it. <laughs> very, it's very hard to kind of keep track of everything. I remember watching it a couple of times when it you know around all the the hysteria about it. it. Love that film. I liked it at the time. I didn't love it. I liked it at the time. And now I'm like, it's very hard to keep track of what actually is happening in it, the actual movie. I, I, lo- I loved it because of, of what it was. I loved it because of, of what it became. Yeah. And I loved it just because it was just a massive fuck off to Tarantino as well. Yeah, it's that like, was quite funny. That was it, quite funny. It, 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 you know, Tarantino, oh, it's not my film. It's not the film I wrote. It's like, well. Oh, well. Oh well. Yeah, oh well. Like, I mean, you could say it's genuinely a film edited by cocaine. Yeah, and, 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 and it's shot it, on cocaine. Oh, so on the subject of cocaine, before we get onto our our thing that we're doing today, I just want to say, right, for anyone that's following the Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I genuinely, I am like. I was not interested in this until I started reading the fucking stuff that's coming out of it. And yes. I, you know, whoever is right, right, and whatever side is right, and I'm making no judgment on this because they, both, they look, they could both be right and wrong, you know. What I mean? Oh my god! I mean, you know, like neither of them are going to come out of this any good, right? <laughs> like Johnny Depp is a com- like how, however fucked up you thought Johnny Depp was times that by 10 and amber heard just you know regardless of and i don't mean this flippantly but regardless of what johnny depp did or didn't do to her and i i'm not saying that you know i I, it's got to go into a court of law before you can you know regardless of that she ain't that mentally sound either right you know this was a this was sid and nancy levels of fucked up like mutual, self, I, mutual self-destruction yeah it totally i mean like drugs fucking like like johnny depp gets his finger cut off which may or may not have been from amber heard lobbing a vodka bottle at him and then paints what the, yeah then paint the top of his finger gets cut off then then apparently paints on a on a painted on a on a mirror with his own blood and then realizes that the bone is actually, sh- you know, like, oh like Amber Heard may or may not have defecated in, jo- in in Johnny Depp's bed. It might have been oh. her friend. It might have been their dog. I'm just like, what the fuck? What's going on? This literally, like, this is literally the most insane thing that's going on in the world right now. And that is the most. That is an amazing thing to be able to say in the world we live in. That well, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard is the most insane thing that's happening right now. Well, genuinely, read this be, shit, mate. Well, could there be like a, a Tiger King level documentary made about them? Honestly, honestly, this mm. is this is this makes Tiger King look like fiction. It's so wow. fucking mad. That's crazy. Honestly, Sorry. read it. it. It's fucking. It is insane it, oh insane and again you know maybe johnny depp did do what she said right it maybe she did what johnny depp said she did yeah but course. regardless neither of them are coming out of this well <laughs> regardless they're both crazy people yeah they are unbelievable anyway so i just wanted to pop that in because that's been <laughs> my week this week uh who needs netflix and everything else when you have like johnny depp and amber heard in court together Mentally. um so let's talk uh, let's talk our, our favorite best and worst films of the year we'll do what we usually do we'll put the punt rule in so if i say something mm-hmm. or ross says something and uh one of us has got it late on the list we will punt it down the list we'll do our dishonorable and honorable mentions as well but we'll go for our top five films so far of 2020 our worst five films of 2020 so far let's let's start let's start with the worst and we'll just fly through these because i don't think we need to discuss them too much right not really no 
Let me go through my dishonourable mentions and we'll do your dishonourable mentions if you mm-hmm. have any. Um, so the ones that haven't made my bottom five, Bloodshot, uh, wasn't a fan. Arkansas, wasn't a fan. After Midnight, The Rhythm Section, Fantasy Island, Richard Jewell, Spencer Confidential, Scoob. Oh, man. Just about is in there. And uh, the Mel Gibson film Force of Nature that I watched last weekend, which is... Yeah, I've heard that's difficult to get through. Really boring. And, and honestly, like, I've, I've tried so hard to to like to 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 enjoy mel gibson the actor without yeah. like you know because he still has a, a degree of value right of course in terms of, as an actor but yeah. mel gibson the person just needs to fuck off mm. like 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 even now like like winona Ryder saying was it saying that she was a um uh like a uh, a furnace dodger or something Oh my god! Back in 2010, like, <laughs> uh, you know, you're like, wow. It's like, I don't know, what was the exact term he used? Furnace dodger's pretty funny. It's something along that line. Um, oven dodger. Sorry. Jesus, it's still the same shit. Yeah, no, it's literally the same <laughs> shit. And you're just like, oh god, man, it's just. Can wow. someone just put Mel Gibson in a box and only break glass when there's the next Lethal Weapon movie? Please? <clears throat> That's pretty terrible. It's just beyond beyond belief. Right. So those are my dishonourable mentions. Any from you, sir? Oh, was they just your dishonourable mentions? Yeah. Um, I don't really have any dishonourable mentions. I've only got four in terms of my bottom five so far as well. Okay. Well, I'll go number five, then you'll go number four because you know. Oh. Five. Uh, number five, Countdown, not the TV oh. show. That's I really still... like I really liked Catman. I just it's I just, not amazing. I, really I just it. thought it was generic. I mean, we're talking like probably five out of ten here. So like yeah. my my bottom, apart from my bottom three, the rest are relatively sitting on the the pretty average line. But it's under a five, and that's my all personal. Four, well, all four of mine are are terrible. Uh, so my number four uh, in the line of duty. Oh, I haven't seen it. Yet. I, I, Stephen Miller normally makes quite good films, so I'm a little bit worried about that. It's just a bit I will cool. watch it. I'll watch it at some point. Again, so, borderline, not not <clears throat> just not great. Mm-hmm. So you're number four, sir. It's for rhythm section. The rhythm section. It's just. It's just. Just isn't. It, it's just. It's. But the disconnect, and I, look, and we all know how obvious this is about to sound. The disconnect from how good the trailer made the film look and the film itself <laughs> is 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 weirdly vast. Given Oscar, given well, the... given 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 how low key the film it like like given yeah. how a film could work. This is the bit I, I don't get. A film could work, and it definitely doesn't work. Bits do, but it basically yeah. doesn't work, and and it's very aggravating. Like it's excruciating to sit through bits of it. And the rhythm section trailer, the film has the film. It's a really good indication that there's enough in the film, but it could have been a good film. Yeah, it, not not just, reckon, not just lousy. And there's a really big disconnect there. Faster and ed- better editing, quicker edit, quicker pace to the film, and maybe 20 mm. minutes less. And, and you, but the beginning is so depressing. The beginning is yeah. so yeah. and unnecessary. And unnecessarily, it doesn't like it doesn't bring you anything. Like the how ground down the beginning is literally doesn't give you anything to yeah. the film. It doesn't matter. So number three, uh, Clownado. <laughs> I haven't seen anything like Clownado it's, yet. It's it's it's, it's not. It's clown. It's Clownado. So. the thing is, Clownado sound. If it was been <laughs> done by the, um, no, I can't believe I'm actually going to say these words. If it had mm-hmm. done, been done by the asylum, it would have been interesting. But, think about the idea. Well, think about the idea that someone is trying to cash in on the asylum. I know. Whereas the asylum cashing in on everything else. And, That's just hilarious. And this is the very definition of a film that makes like your bottom dollar asylum movie look expensive. Right. Yeah, I've not it's seen it. Beyond bad. Um yeah. Clownado is my number three. Your number three. See, all of my films are like real films. Um <laughs> number three for me is Bloodshot. And I will say there's there's a good argument that Bloodshot could actually be number one, but it's, it's so just, overcooked. It's so overcooked, and yet nothing happens. Like it's like nothing happens. Yeah, and yet it is overcooked. It's, like, what are what are any of their powers, mate? I like it, I the thing with Bloodshot is I, I can't remember. I can't remember enough about it to put it higher on my list. And there's that's a bit, well, there's a bit later on near the end of the film 
when they're fighting kind of in the air, falling to the ground through like a lift shaft or something. Do you remember oh, that bit? Oh, yeah, that's and fucking terrible. And I, I remember that bit happening, and it's so busy. Like it, it's a little bit like that Terminator. Um, um, Jen Austin, no, uh, Dark no, Fate. New, Dark Fate. That thing where there's that stupid thing where they're in the aeroplane, and there's like oh. three thousand, and there's three thousand things happening at the same time, and and you just go, now this is a much more simple version of that. But it's still the same idea of like, there's like three of them like somehow fighting him while he's falling down. And one of them's got bionic arms. One of them. So, and like, at that point, I just went. So if you. Then, seriously, seriously, I just went. If you look at Cameron's Terminator films, right. or especially Terminator 2, the action in that film is so clean. It's so crisp. Yes. It's, and it's, it's story. It's all story. It's story. It? And it's quite linear as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's a journey. Yeah. Dark Fate is just like put in a car, put in a fucking machine gun. What else have we got? Uh, prop man, what have we got? We've got two arms. A, put in an arm. There was a thing that Charlie. There was a thing that Charlie Brooker uh, TV go home, which was uh, there was a film listing, which was basically all fake film listings and TV listings, and he had a thing called. I'm going to misname it probably, but it was something like RoboCop fights a thousand ninjas in a chandelier factory. So it's just like, you know. That like, is literally, like, that is literally the end of Dark Fate. Uh, no, but, uh, blood... just, that, just, just that. Like, like it's just so yeah. much shit is going on at the same time, but none of it, none of it matters. Like, none of Bloodshot matters, let alone the fact that the whole story, like the fact that he's been recycled again and again with the same story about, you know, these are the people that killed your wife or whatever, whatever the story, that story making, like, it's the most. When you think about it, they reset him. We don't even know how many times he's been reset, right? We actually no. don't know that. And if you think about it, not only do they reset him every time, not only do they give him this story every time, but all of the people who work in that lab have to act it every time. Like all of the workers and all of the engineers and all of the people, all of the people, not just Guy Pierce, like all of the all of his team, they all have to do this act every time. Like all the same stuff, like say. You, why would you ever do that? Why would you ever, 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 ever need to do that? Like everyone has to be on the like the, the show, right? Yeah. So, it's, a, shit, it's a really shittiest thing I've ever thought. I'm like, what is that? Yeah, it's a, it's a, that's a ri- I mean, it's, uh, it's insane. The whole so, thing is insane. My number two is, I mean, <laughs> number one and number two are are pretty, like, you know, now we get mm-hmm. to the worst of the worst of the worst mm-hmm. of the worst this year. Uh, number two uh, is the film that I thought very early on would be unbeatable in the bad stakes this year. Do mm-hmm. very little. Oh, I still haven't seen it. Because if I see that, I'm sure that'd be my top five or my worst five. Actually. Ignore. Uh, yeah. Your number two? My number two is Bad Boys for Life still. Um, <laughs> and I will say, I've got to say, while we've been talking about this, Bad Boys for Life is not as bad probably as Bloodshot, and it's, it's probably and it's probably not. not, but but it's terrible. Like I mean, I, it was a terrible cinema experience for me, like genuinely, like upsettingly bad experience for me. It's so it's so unnecessary. All of the all of the reasons, like Bloodshot had no choice. Bloodshot was always going to be that shit, right? From from its concept, clearly because it's yeah. all te- like it's all terrible. Bad Boys for Life had a shot at being enjoyable. And it's not enjoyable. I know there's bits probably, but to me, <laughs> it, it looked so cheap. Um, the action was not good. It went on way too long, and I didn't laugh at all. I, and I'm I, just like, I should, I should have had some fun. I do disagree <laughs> with you. Um, I, I can but... see why some, I can see why some people could like it. By the way, I'm not. Yeah. Complete, you know what I mean? Like, there's bits. Like again, when the trailer came out, I was like, it's all right. Like it looks all right. It Ross, just looks a bit I, cheap. Can mm. I just ask though? Mm. What are you gonna do? When they come for you, bad uh, boys, I'm gonna, bad. I'm, I'm gonna watch Bad Boys the first one. Which I, I mean, literally, and like the one thing I do remember about Bad Boys for Life is how many times can you, you that joke, like mm-hmm. the Bad Boys, that was funny mm-hmm. in Bad Boys. Really, also, funny. you know, one of the main problems I have, we might have talked about it when we previously talked about it, but I had a real problem with the fact that like that young strike team or whatever, <laughs> which were just pricks to them, yeah, the whole time. like they, they never respected them. They never, like, they never, they never sort of, do you know what I mean? Like, there was no sense of, they were like, like the two old losers. And I'm like, I get, like, I get the joke, but they never sort of came round on them. Except maybe right at the very, 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 very end. But I'm like, these are your, these are your two heroes. They're not yeah. like arsehole. They're not, they're, they're, they're almost treated like, you know, when you have like your, 
your good guys in, a, in an FBI movie. And then you've got the two pricks who are like happy to sort of like take over. Yeah, like yeah. Point Break, there's the other team, ones who don't like Gary Buse, you know, all of those, like they're sort of treated like them, but they are the heroes of the film. Yeah. And then also the film then makes the lead villain into what looks like he's going to be a good guy in the next movie. Oh, I, that and he's shit. Killed how, he's killed how many people? Yeah, that shit <clears throat> is insane. It's insane. Like, insane. Like, insane. But, this, but this is it. And it's the same with Bad Boys 2. Yeah, that actually, for about 95 minutes, it's mm. a good film. And then it goes... It's that last 50 minutes. Is that last 50 minutes. Just when you think, yeah. oh, that's cool. Film's over. The film, that's the right. film ends. The film virtually ends. And it, they literally go, ah, no. No, no, no. We right. got, no they, we kid, they, they suddenly kidnap Gabrielle Union. And we, is it, it is Gabrielle Union. Yeah. Look, and then we've got, got to go to Cuba. Fuck it man. ain't hitting my best list for the year, but mm. it was watchable. Um, Number one, I don't know if you've got the same film. I can't think of anything you'd hate more, but uh, certainly um, I think it goes no surprise. Uh, and and I cannot see anything beating this this year. It's Artemis Fowl. Yeah, look, to be fair, I feel a bit weird about putting it like that because I've only watched, well, I can't remember how much I've watched. Was it 40 minutes? Yeah, 35, 40 minutes. <laughs> That's enough. Like, well, yeah. For everything everyone else has told me, there's just literally no point finishing it. It's just I can watch. You still have to watch. I can watch watch two episodes of of average TV and be be more engaged. You still have to watch. um, You still just can you just watch the spaceship, the spaceship, the spaceship where Judy Dench arrives on a flying elf spaceship. Top of the morning, top of the morning, please, because literally at that point, like like you might find a. I reckon in I reckon in twenty years time. This film is going to be considered in the same vein as Showgirls, where people right, sit around right. and watch it. Yeah, it's it's just <laughs> fucking awful. Okay, so that's my experience was just it was embarrassing. That's our worst. So let's go through our honourable mentions for mm-hmm. our best. So, um, the gentleman, 1917, The Hunt. Birds of Prey and the Fabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Uh, mm-hmm. Colour Out of Space. Uh, a Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood. I mean, those are probably the three weirdest films to ever put back to back. Dark Waters, The Way Back. Uh, mm-hmm. Onward, Guns Akimbo and Just Mercy make my honourable mentions lists. Yes. Shall I do mine? Yes. Yeah, so Just Mercy, uh, Colour Out of Space for sure, which I love. It's good. Um, and it might end up being in my top five. By the end of the year, like might it might do, not not just yet, but uh, uh, just most of what was the other Oh, um, so so there has been some changes. So so my other honourable mentions include uh, Gretel and Hansel, which I adored. Uh, oh really? Yeah, I loved it. It's fucking. Brilliant. Oh, so I've like. It's I've very much in the vein not... of. The, it's very much in the vein of like the, the bitch. It's not. It's very <laughs> grim. I never but, watched yeah, the it's... bitch. Oh, it's good. I mean, it's but it's very odd. But it's it's very very good. But you might need a bit of patience with it. It's not very long. But it, what the Vavitch or Gretel and Hansel? No, no, well, well, kind of both. But Gretel and Hansel is a bit more a bit more accessible. Okay. Um, but Superman Red Sun, I really liked. Uh, Scoob, I really liked. Uh, probably not top five by any means. Uh, like Greed a lot. Um, and I love Sonic the Hedgehog still. I'm going to still keep punching for Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic I, the I Hedgehog. I will say. Oh, right. No, I really liked it. It won't be in my top 10. I think Sonic could potentially be in my top 10 by the end of the year. I really do, at the moment, like in terms of fun. Um, my other honourable mentions are uh, Extraction, although I know it's flawed, but it, it's just it just really does what it's supposed to do. Um, uh, Birds of Prey, which I really enjoyed, and again, probably will be in my top 10 at this rate. Yeah, I reckon. Uh, the Hunt. Uh, and Fantasy Island, which I really liked. I know the ending kind of falls down a bit, but I really liked it. Fantasy Island is definitely not... The Fantasy Island isn't in my dishonourable mentions because uh, no. I just thought it was weak. Uh, no, I, I, think, I think there's really good stuff in it, but it just <laughs> yeah, it doesn't quite doesn't quite get there. So, uh, my number five is a film that I know you're going to punt, so uh, I'll just say it anyway, The Invisible Man. Uh, punt, yes. There we go. Uh, <laughs> your number five, sir. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. There's been a bit of change. Okay, uh, I still, it's still, <laughs> I, I, I get it, I just don't get it. Uh, there, are other think... fi- there, are, there are other films that could kind of swap out as well. I think Jojo Rabbit will end up being top 10 rather than top 5 by the end of the year. It's, it was, I enjoyed it, but it was a solid 6 for me. Yeah. 
Um, I can see. I can see that. By the way, I can see that. I just. I. I well. I think. I think. I have. I have the, an issue with with um, Taika Waititi in that I. I want to love what he does. Like everything about me says you should love what this guy does, and literally, I just never do. I mean, That's with exceptions, true. obviously. Yeah. Hunt for the world of people. Uh, it's great. Thor, Thor. Ragnarok. Obviously. Have you watched Boy? Have you watched Boy? No. See if, see if you yes. can find Boy. See if you can Boy. find Boy. Boy's very good. Have I watched Boy? Look it up. I'm looking it up now, sir. Mm. Boy. And I no. still say what what we do with Shadows is definitely better as a TV show. The second season was <laughs> second season was amazing. I, I, I will. I will. I'm going to start. I'm trying to finish the Orville. Very oh, simply. it's amazing. And, it's amazing. And then I will. Uh, so it's my really number four is mm. my only new film in this entire list. Okay. Um, and it's a documentary okay. uh, that came out last week. Inmate number one, The Rise of Danny Trejo. Oh, I really want to see that. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, I, it I will see that. Like, like genuinely one of the most interesting documentaries about someone that I've, about a film guy. Because it really digs deep into like him as a person his shady background Mm. how he got into film um which is very funny i I very i only recently uh i want to say three weeks ago i watched runaway train again which was his first film yes they do a lot they talk a lot about that oh i love i love that yeah basically he owes his career to his chest tattoo right yes that's literally like like That is it. But yeah, and, uh, and, the, and to the fact that he was actually ended up becoming a counselor for for drug people because that's how he got on that set. Yes. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, watch the film. It's 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 mm. fucking fantastic, actually. Yeah, really, really good. Mm. So that's my number four. Mm-hmm. So my number four is <laughs> this may well drop down, but I absolutely loved it, and it was very recent. Eurovision Song Contest: The Story of Fire Saga. I absolutely loved it. I was crying and laughing and cheering. Mm. And yes, it's and yes, it's a Will Ferrell film. Mm. <laughs> I loved it. Mm. I you are literally the only person I've heard that has given that a good review. Most of the people when I put it out, there's a few people on my threads that were sort of saying uh, they like it. Most people absolutely loved it. I think honestly, Dan Stevens's character alone. Which could have been like a one note. He he looks like he's gonna be. I won't spoil it, but he looks like he's gonna be like the villain. I think the stuff that happens with him, particularly in the last act, is fantastic. Isn't it like the eight hours long? Amazing. No, it's two and a bit hours. Oh, it's about two and a half. No, it's like no, oh. it's not. No, it's not. And also, but the structure of it works brilliantly because you've got to get the build up. Then you have the semi-finals and your finals. It's it's fucking great. I love. I might. Pierce Brosnan is great in it. Uh, Rachel McAdams is brilliant. The songs are fantastic. Yeah. Dan Stevens is killer in it. Oh, I might give it a watch, but I'm I'm definitely not not running to it. I'll be honest. You do, um, you, do you do need to don't get me wrong. You do need your Will Ferrell tolerance, um, like uh, shield on. But but I I really liked him in it. But you, I, there are some Will Ferrell films I just can't watch. Most of them. No, not most of them. It's just some. He, like, I can't he, like the problem with Will Ferrell is he's a he is the most one note film comedian ever every character he plays is a variant of the same theme and i just, i don't find any of them likable i fucking don't like anchorman i'm sorry the first, I, anchorman, is, the first anchorman's fantastic the i do one. not like anchorman first right? great. I, I think it's one of the most overrated films semi-pro yeah. is great love semi-pro love anchorman the, probably the only film I've liked him in was Wedding Crashers. What about Old School? Old School is great. Yeah, but it's it's great in spite of him. Oh, fair Like I just I just don't. Uh, my number three is a film I've talked about before, Queen and Slim. A very, oh, yeah, I mean, very. I must see it. I must see it. Very good film. That's my number three. Your number three, sir. The Invisible Man, which I love. The Invisible and it, Man. And it may go back up again depending. Yeah. Good film. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it. good film. Damn good film. Damn good film. I mean, you have a better ending of that film. I do. But... I really do. Well, like, I was almost hoping that the end credits would roll at that point. I was like, Jesus, please. Almost. Because I still loved the ending of the film. I loved the film all the way through, but I just, if it had ended where I said, dude, I think I'd just be insane. Yeah. Like, just uh, insane it, it would have been one of the most ballsy endings of a film. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but uh, 
Cool. My number two is Parasite. Oh, right. Well, punt. Okay. Uh, your number two? Uh, uncut Gems. Punt. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very, it's very, very, very close. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're, they're completely different films. They're not. They are. Uh, so, obviously, my number one is Uncut Gems, uh, one of the most unpleasant films I have ever watched in my life. I'll never be able to watch it again. Like, no. I mean, someone, someone would have to say, please, can we watch it together? And I'd be like, okay. Like, I, I think they are going to replace waterboarding with Uncut Gems as a form. Yeah, just... Just watch this with your eye, like the thing in Clockwork Orange. Yeah, yeah. eyes open, volume yeah. at max. Yeah. 70 stupid. Yeah. Like, no one could... could and it's it's just... The, like, I still... I have PTSD when I talk about watching Uncut it's an, ex- it's an exercise in stress. Like, it's it, genuinely an exercise in stress. I don't even know. I watched it and I was going, I don't know how they're doing this. Like, no. like, like, it's... It's the whole film is twitchy, but in a good like like it, there's a version that might have just maybe oh, I'm not watching this and just turned it off. No, no, kind of. uh, by kind a different of. director, yeah. I reckon by by different directors or maybe starring yeah. someone not like Adam Sandler in the lead. Yeah, that film could have failed miserably. I can't remember uh, if I've asked this before. Have you seen Good Time? Yes, yeah, I, I watched it. Fucking great. Um, watching great. Yeah, yeah. Lot, very, very similar film, to be similar, fair. Similar, yeah, very similar. But it's very, very, very good. Equally stressful to watch. Not equally, really but... Sure it's a, well, it's very rare. I feel like in those films, I feel like I'm in those films. I feel like I'm sort of inside. Yeah. This is it. When I say PTSD, I feel like yeah. I went through that with, with him. Yeah. Like, I was part... I was in... <clears throat> and, like, oh, is it too early to talk about spoilers? Uh, maybe another time. We can always do a special. Um, but um, yeah, when that happens at the end, yes, you're just like, really, really? After all of that? After everything, yeah. You're gonna yeah. give me that as the ending? Mm. You motherfuckers! That's what's so um, good about it, though. Yeah, it's, it's great. I love, I love Uncut Gems. I can't imagine there's gonna be a film that betters it this year, especially knowing what's now not coming out this year. I reckon Bond Twenty stands a chance. Yeah, yeah, but not in the same. It's just, it's not going to be the same thing, even if it's very, very good. It's not going to be. I'm very, I mean, I'm very concerned now. The moment (laughs) I heard Bond has a kid, I'm like, I'm fucking out of this. By the way, um, not to carry on our our regular running theme on this podcast, but again, I caught five minutes of uh, Spectre the other day. Um, In fact, one day I caught five minutes of um, Skyfall, and the next day I caught five minutes of Spectre. And Jesus. both films, like, again, Skyfall is a 10 out of 10 for me. I think it is the best Bond film. I think it's one of the best films of the last decade. I, I, I fucking think, think it's amazing. I think, I think I still prefer Licence to Kill, but but I like it. And I do have problems with the, uh, the shower scene and stuff. But the, and that's the, so, so this, this is the thing. I caught Bond shower scene in, uh, in Skyfall. And Inspector, uh, I caught Bond... With um the, mi- uh, the mirror, the mirror, the mirror, yeah. And it, literally, I'm Sorry. like, hold on, hold on, we're cancelling fucking like gone, you know, like various films for various reasons. I know. I know. And I'm sitting there going, literally, this is the rapiest fucking franchise ever. Or even what about like the original films where Corey was like knock women about and stuff? Yeah, it's like, like Bond, like, but no one's saying it right. Everyone's like, no. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna like take off Little Britain, and I'm just like, yeah, no. I know. I, I understand. I, I don't I don't agree because I think there's no. other ways of dealing with stuff. Yeah. But I, you know that's fine. But I'm sitting there going, surely like like the broccolis and and Eon are sitting there going, no one say a fucking no one moves. Sure. Literally no, no one. one will notice. No one will notice. Because yeah. because if you want if you want to look at films that 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 define everything that this that cancel culture is becoming. Bond is kind of it, mate. You know. Yeah, yeah. Bond, Bond is responsible. If you go back via the nineties and eighties action films, you keep going backwards. Bond started almost all the tropes. Not everything, but nearly all the tropes. Bond started all of them. Yeah, absolutely. Ne- nearly, nearly. And Daniel Craig is the rapiest Bond yet. He is. He's he's the only one that's, in my opinion, rapey. Like, yeah, actually rapey. Like, like, what's that about? Roger Moore, Roger Moore kind of got by on, on charm. charm. 
like Connery got by on grit and fuck and edginess. He actually got by on being a man that women wanted to fuck. So yeah, that's exactly. It. That's, but he, he no, he did, and men, you know. Um, yes. Yeah, I think Dalton like. Well, he was kind of he was almost the most sexless sexless Bond. Yeah, he was. He hardly did. He hardly did anything. They and even when he did concerned. kind of have moments, yeah. he was just kind of like ew, icky. Um, mm. Brosnan, yeah, he's Brosnan, right? I mean, Brosnan brought back the charm. Yeah, Bro- Brosnan had had a twinkle, right? Yeah, for sure. Roger Moore had the charm. Brosnan had the twinkle, and then then Craig is just basically, I'm going to fuck you, whatever. It's got nothing it's, to do. With, it's got nothing to do with what you want. I just, it is uncomfortable to watch. I'm a, well, in in Skyfall, I'm aware that you're a sex slave, and uh, I'm going to put it up you without asking. <laughs> after killing, after killing two guards on your boat, or something like something completely, completely insane. Completely it's insane. so uncomfortable, and just watching those things over like like literally two days, and seeing those scenes, mm. I was just like. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, um, so Parasite's your number one. It is indeed. By the way, should I just put Spectre into the the standard podcast notes of every episode? Uh, yes, I think. That's I think it, it, it's at that point now, isn't it? Um, yes, Parasite, great film. I mean, it's, yeah, it's amazing. There's nothing. There's nothing like it. It's just really, it's I, don't, of... I don't know how any. Well, I mean, the directors made very similar films, but uh, I just, yeah, there's just nothing like it. It's so. Yeah, yeah. I think everything's been said on Parasite. I don't. Have you um? Have you been watching Snowpiercer TV show? No, I will do. I haven't got to it yet. It's. I, like the, I want. I want to watch a film again soon. It's okay. It's 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 what you. I think it's what you'd expect. A TV version of I, I kind of wish with Snowpiercer on TV that they had Game of Thrones type money, right? Because th- they don't, and there are times where, and you know, this gives nothing away to know that at some point there's a revolt, right? I think it's right. kind of the whole fucking point of it, and you just kind of go, it just felt a bit 90s TV budget at that point, and I'm like. Yeah, if you've chucked some Game of Thrones money at this bad boy, yeah, you could have had something quite fucking spectacular. Yeah, makes sense. But um, but yeah, it's it's fine. Um, cool. Well, that is our best and worst. I mean, mine literally hasn't changed other than I've added um the rise of Danny Trejo in at number four, which knocked the gentleman from number five. Yeah. Other than that, nothing has changed. Ross. Where can everyone find out about you? But more importantly, where can people watch the excellent I Am Vengeance Retaliation? Hey. Hey. Um, Plug. So, uh, to watch the movie, uh, which is out, well, I guess as this comes out, it'll be out now. Uh, in yeah, the UK, you can watch it on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Microsoft, pretty much all of the um, like the major, oh, Sky, Sky even. I think there's one of the Sky channels are showing it and stuff, uh, which is great. Uh, and uh, soon to be on other media as well, but you know that that's to be discussed. But it's soon to be on other media as well. Uh, and uh, if you'd like to are follow, you bring me, it out on VHS. Is that what yes, you mean? Yes, we're specifically going to VHS straight Just to me. VHS. Yeah, straight to VHS. Oh mate, please, please release it straight to VHS. That'd oh, be actually, awesome. <laughs> straight like, to VHS. I, I genuinely couldn't think of anything better than straight what to VHS it. with. With tracking lines on it, which like great, but thank you. Could, could you do just to, if anyone had? Uh, I mean, like I'm not encouraging anyone to to pirate a movie. Like <laughs> say that just for the record, right? But if anyone legally buys this yeah. and can put it onto a VHS tape for me, pan and scat. I would love it. I would love to have, and then I will get someone to make me a cover, and I'll have a VHS copy because, like, and I I I, I genuinely mean this in the way I hope it comes out. But it was a movie that just should have been made up, made for on v- for to watch on VHS. Like, <laughs> it just feels like, like, you know what I mean? It's that kind of 80s kind of yeah. post-pub. Like, mm. what am I going to put on? Oh, get the video in. Oh, fuck, someone's left it at the bit where the, the two women are fighting. 
Well, what, was it the went... Guardian said? what was it the Guardian said? Post-pub fair with a passion for filmmaking or something. Yeah, in their three-star review. Two-star, that... no, two-star review. No, no, three-star review that they I gave two-star rating to. Yes, that was interesting. It was amazing to look. I'll state right now, it's amazing to have had a review from the Guardian. Oh, and the was review was overwhelmingly, review. It was overwhelmingly positive. With some honest, with some honest criticism too. Yeah, I, like like you you asked me, you've asked me what I thought of it. I've, I've given you honest criticism as well. Oh. I'm, you know, I'm not going to come out and say anything, but I, th- I think, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. But the Guardian review was like, here is a three star movie. This is three star. Literally all the way through it goes, this is a three star movie. This is a three star movie. This is a three. We are giving yeah. this three stars. This Except. is a three star movie. Except. Here's our two star rating. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't not read it and get that three star vibe from it. I know. It's quite funny, isn't it? It's quite funny. And also, um, Oh, what was the other thing? Oh, my brain's gone. Doesn't matter. There was, there was something, I can't remember, there was something else. Doesn't matter. But um, no, over, overwhelmingly, that was a really nice review. It was a really, it was a really nice review. And it was such a surprise uh, to get it. So, yeah, no, <clears throat> it's good to know. So, um, social media wise, I'm at Ross Boyesk on all the things. Uh, please follow at Evo Films UK on all the things for Evolutionary Films, uh, the company that I work with, with John and Diane. Uh, and, uh, and then also at Vengeance Film UK to sort of follow the antics of the, the franchise, which is here very soon. Well, it's out now, according to It's literally, as we <laughs> write this, it is out. It's not Yay. even soon. It, the motherfucker is out in the world. Um, so yeah, uh, www.philsquickreview.co.uk. Uh, we have had a whole new look Ooh. this week. I relaunched the website. I've redesigned it from the ground up. Um, it's completely different. Um, I mean, you know, not everything's different, but like it's got a whole new f- uh, fresh look. Um, <clears throat> I've sorted out loads of problems behind the scenes with, with the tech. You know, there has been a whole change on the website so please go and have a look at the website because you know i put a fuck of a lot of work into that uh no not really uh, i did but you know that's not the reason to look at it but yeah have a look at the website it's got a whole new uh look um and uh check us out on twitter uh phil quick review on instagram ross and phil talk movies and anywhere else uh thanks for listening uh we will be back at some point um and at some point the cinemas are going to reopen so we'll have new films to talk about which will be lovely That would be amazing. Uh, So, thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you.